the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be here together again. And don't forget, please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com. Sign up for the daily emails, daily wink, what you now know, what you now know. I've changed that title. What you now know, you, when you get the daily wink, email 8 a.m. East Coast time, 5 a.m. Pacific time in your email box, Monday through Friday. All you get is some key things that you need to understand and know to have a sense of what's going on in the world. It's what you now know. When you read that, you're all set. You're in business. So please sign up, ProAmericaReport.com. Hey, follow me on Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin, Facebook, Ed Martin Live, YouTube, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles channel, and also over on Gab and Parlor at Ed Martin. Lots of places to follow. Every morning, 9.45 East Coast time, so 6.45 Pacific time, I do a 15-minute or less video presentation. It's on YouTube at Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, uh, Ed Martin Live on Facebook, and also still running on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin and on Periscope. So you might want to check that out. That will give you a brief on the day as your day is starting what's happening. But here we are together. I want to talk about how elections have consequences and how important what's happening in our election, excuse me, in our country is uh, from the context of a switch in, in the uh, party who runs the White House. And so here's what you what you have to understand. I got an email from a friend uh, and she alerted me to the fact that the uh, Biden administration has uh, dismantled all the, the big commission in the State Department that was focused on religious freedom, religious freedom worldwide, worldwide. So what you have is Biden comes in and, and it's what's infuriating for a lot of people is Biden calls himself a Catholic and calls himself a Christian and calls himself a religious observant person. And then he does this because this religious freedom protection, this commission, it wasn't even an operation of law, but it was America using its bully pulpit to say, hey, what are you doing? And my, the point, you know, what's happening in the world when it comes to religious freedom? By the way, when we object to the Muslim Uyghurs being slaughtered in China, it's not because we're, you know, the Christians. I mean, it is because many of us are Christians, but we're not saying only protect the Christians. We're saying protect religious freedom. It's fundamental for people practicing Fulan Gong, you know, the Epic Times people that started that. That's a religious, it's kind of a, 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 um, a spiritual movement that's tied to Buddhism as well as a sort of yoga Obviously, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, Judaism. In the world, there's lots of religious freedom being encroached and persecution. Now, I will let you in on a secret. The Christians, because there are a lot of them, and maybe more than any, I think there's a debate about that. The Islamic numbers of, is of adherence to Islam is some high number, but the Christians are persecuted more. So it is a, it, it, it can be said, oh, well, you're doing that because you care about Christians. Well, that's true. It's true. But again, our Judeo-Christian founding is such that from the beginning, we didn't have the establishment of a religion. We thought it wouldn't work out to have government pick the faith that you had to adhere to. 
Instead, we had this protection for freedom. And that's the consequences of elections. That's the reality of elections. That's what's happening in the country, which brings me to our next topic. I'm going to spend more of today on it. I have to tell you that the nation, our nation is being transformed with such speed now, such incredible speed that it's almost mind boggling. And, and the issue and the topic that I, I'm talking about very specifically is the, the, the southern border and the transformation of our nation because of the southern border as people are surging across. Yesterday's interview with Todd Benzman, the Center for Immigration Studies National Security Fellow, was so popular. I have, I be, by the time it was posted as a standalone link, it was unbelievable. I got people that were emailing, texting, calling me. One guy that called me asking, about that book, Todd Benzman's book. And the, the reality uh, is that it's, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play the interview again later today on the program. It's going to be a second segment. First, I'm going to talk to John Schlafly about this issue. John Schlafly, of course, writes the Schlafly Report every week and is a guest on the show regularly. John has a perspective as about, I guess he's been in the political fight for about 40 years at his the right-hand side of his mother for 30 of that, 35, I guess. She's only been gone four years. So he's got a great perspective. And he's been one of the people that has been writing over at the Schlafly Report, which runs on townhall.com on immigration and other questions. So we'll talk with John Schlafly. We'll also talk with, uh, I'll run the Todd Benzman interview. But my point is this, elections have consequences, okay? This is the reality. And what we have to do, even though we're all disgusted by how the narrative machine has treated we the people, and especially how it's abused the people that were arrested on January 6th, related to January 6th, the people that have been targeted to say, we must cancel you, all the different kinds of people. There's a lot of reasons to be upset, and many of the reasons lead you to want to check out. You know, you just say, well, I'm not going to bother. I'm going to I'm going to take care of my family, my community, my neighborhood, my, uh, you know, extended um, uh, tribe. You know, then there's a lot of people in a lot of the different um, movements uh, that say, oh, yeah, you know, get your little group and, and, and carve out your space and head to the hills, as they say. Well, I'm not one of those. And I think America is still the greatest nation on earth. And I, I don't subscribe to the fact that we're in, in, in an end time of our nation. I just don't believe it. I have to be more optimistic. I just the way I wake up. And what I tell you is you actually have to double down on being engaged. You have to double down on not playing the, the, uh, the uh, woke game. We need some people that are woke. Some corporations get woke to go broke like Coca-Cola. I wouldn't mind that. I never liked Coke that much. I was never a soda guy. But well, the one that infuriates me is Major League Baseball. They, they decided, and you know, it's a total political play. I'm going to talk about this at the end of the program. It's a handout. It's a gift. It's meant to be an insult to the country, but it's actually a political play masquerading as a uh, world team. Because in Denver, where they're going to have the new, now they have the Major League Baseball All-Star Classic, and they're going to have a, you know, they're going to say, now they're going to say, oh, it's $100 million, $150 million, a million dollars. I, I tell you, when I was chief of staff to the governor of Missouri, one thing you know is when people tell you how valuable their event is, you can cut it in half just to start. So if they say it's worth $100 million, you can say it's, it's maybe, starting point is $50 million. fifty. Because there's no way it's worth $100 million. It's probably not worth 50 But that's the lie they tell. So watch what's going to happen. And here's what's going on in Denver. I'll, I'll talk about this in the program again. This. Michael Bennett, the senator from, senior senator from Colorado, Democrat, 
in 2022 he's up for re-election. It will be a hard election in 2022 because Colorado is deteriorating under Democrat leadership. The governor is way left. Now they have two senators that are way left Democrats. And it's a mess. The legalization of marijuana has been a disaster. They haven't managed it well in terms of the money they brought in, et cetera, et cetera. 2022 would be an election where you would expect the Coloradans would say, um, let's pick a little bit more. Let's get somebody more moderate than Michael Bennett. But here's the thing. Michael Bennett is going to utilize the All-Star game. He's going to say, look at me. I brought this in. This was all done. Look, we're such a great place, such a progressive place. The last thing we want to do is go vote for somebody who, oh, my gosh, believes that the election integrity needs a challenge. Needs that needs that we need to challenge and be protective of our te- election integrity. I'll tell you this. You know, we'll ask John Schlafly about this. But what, what's going to happen here? You know, Georgia's got better laws. Not perfect. Florida's got better laws. Not perfect yet. Texas is working on better laws. You can expect that uh, red states will put in voter protections, what I would call in protections for voter integrity, increasing confidence. And I suspect by the time you're done, Gavin Newsom in California and Cuomo in New York and every other blue state, and they're doing it in Virginia because there's a governor's race, will put in the loosest laws that you can basically vote absentee if you just have a good thought. You won't have to verify your signature. You won't have to verify where you live. It'll be same-day registration. We're headed towards two divided countries, two divided nations in terms of election results. Now, the Electoral College will help, but I got to tell you, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. So anyway, elections have consequences, and uh, what's happening now is a big part of that, and we'll talk more about that. But back to finish on this. What you now know is our nation will be transformed by illegal immigration and what's happening at the border. And that's the plan. And you, you, everybody better start talking about it, engaging on it, and getting into the system. We don't have to be anti-anybody. We just have to be pro-America and pro-American and pro-American jobs and pro-American law enforcement. That's what we have to be. That's all. That's all we have to be is for what's good. We don't have to be against anybody else. But right now, the system is deteriorating. So we'll talk with John Schlafly in a few moments. We'll also then visit. We'll replay the Todd Benzman interview. You're going to want to do that, and I'll make sure to plug his book at the end of the program. So uh, it's Ed Martin. We're here on the, excuse me, we're here on the Pro-America Report, and uh, very grateful you're here. Please visit ProAmericaReport.com to sign up there, and we'll be right back. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. It's time to catch up with our old friend Todd Benzman. He is the Senior National Security Fellow over at the Center for Immigration Studies. Go to CIS, Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org, and uh, check it out. His newest book is America's Covert Border War, The Untold Story of the Nation's Battle to Prevent Jihadist Intervention. Hey, Todd, before I ask you about the border now, what the crisis is now, it was the reporting correct in the last four or five weeks that there were... Uh, people on the terror watch list who were apprehended coming across the border. I saw that story, I thought, for a moment, but I didn't see it picked up. Is that is that a true story? What, what's the status with that? Or is that was that just uh, something well, that was floating out there? No, no, that's um, it's funny that you ask that, because just today, probably about an hour ago, CBP Public Affairs just released a brand new press release announcing that they had apprehended two Yemenis at the California-Mexico border, having crossed, who are on the terrorist watch list, the U.S. terror watch list. And one of them, this is interesting, was also on the no-fly list, which is a much higher 
threshold to get of uh, danger to get placed on a on a on a no fly list. So uh, the 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 news out of CBP officially, it's got their photos and everything in there. Is two more came across. Uh, the three that you're talking about um, also uh, came across uh, separately in New Mexico. So, so if you tally up, there are five now uh, Yemeni uh, migrants who came in over the southern border who are already on terror watch lists. Well, and to say it a little bit more, to be a little bit more, uh, maybe to be, I don't know whether I'm realistic or just uh, pessimistic, those are the ones we caught. Right. I mean, that's the thing. That's the, I don't, those are the only ones we caught. There's no reason to think there was another coming across, I, I, I guess. But anyway, I, I'm right. better to be lucky that well, better to be lucky than good. I, I, I didn't know to ask that. Go ahead. Yeah, we have to hope that 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 there aren't any others. Uh, that's, um, you know, just kind of keep your fingers crossed sort of thing. But, you know, my book uh, that you mentioned at the beginning, America's Covert Border War, is all about mm-hmm. this kind of problem all about that kind of migrant and what we're doing with them when they cross the border. Uh, so when things like this uh, happen, it triggers a variety of alarms that then cause Homeland Security intelligence officers to run to the border and surround those guys and get them uh, interviewed and investigated. And they're going to probably have those guys in interrogations for the next week or so at least uh, before they finally deport them or do something with them. My book describes all of those kind of activities. We're talking again with Todd Benzman uh, over at the Center for Immigration Studies. All right, I wanted I wanted to have you on. I didn't mean to, to do that, although it's great, and we you get the book. I have the book. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about this piece you wrote a few days ago reporting on uh, the, the, the actual logistic the logistical problem or the steps you have to take with these thousands and thousands of migrant I- illegal well, whatever the refugees asylum seekers whatever the term is politically correct but mm-hmm. yeah immigrants um and and what they're doing and it's greyhound buses and it's uh it's uh, hotels walk us through your reporting on this right so typically what happens is uh migrant immigrants who are in family units mostly and children so these two categories are the ones that the Biden administration has invited in with no limitation. So those folks are pouring over the border. They go through these expanding, rapidly expanding welcome reception centers at uh, army bases and at border patrol stations and civic centers in places like Dallas and Amarillo, Midland, uh, and around the country because there are so many of them. The processing involves uh, right now uh, introduced COVID testing and uh, fingerprints, uh, biometric um, collection on who they are to get their identities, and then legal documents that are uh, let them out on their own recognizance. And then you have to do something with them. They get they got to go somewhere. You can't just put them on the street. So most of them have relatives or have identified friends somewhere, and then they give them over to uh, non-governmental organizations who help them arrange bus tickets and sometimes air tickets as well. And they are mostly on the buses, and they're hopping Greyhound buses, 
and charter buses to states across the nation, to all corners of the nation, to a community near you. Hmm. And um, uh, again, we're talking with Todd Benzman, Senior National Security Fellow over at uh, the Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org. And uh, his book we just mentioned, I want to make sure to say it again, is America's Covert Border War. Todd Benzman, you should get that. Um, so this is just going to go on forever, Todd, uh, forever, but this is going to go on every day for the rest of the surge that they're having. I mean, I, I just was at a I was at an event earlier today with someone who wouldn't know. I don't think he was political. And he quoted to me that there was 58,000 refugees reported uh, that came in in what month would it be, March or February? And, and he was saying, again, not a sophisticated political guy. He was saying, wow, this is incredible. So is this just going to go on for days and weeks and months? Well, the Biden administration seems to like it. They're satisfied with what's happening. Nobody is uh, raising any sort of alarms or uh, they're just simply ordering the expansion of reception welcoming centers, processing them in. So as long as the Biden administration from the top is good with this and uh, happy to have uh, actually in March 170,000 just in that four-week period of March, Uh, It will continue, and um, as long as you're allowing that, then it will escalate. The numbers will simply escalate. So this month is April. Uh, I would not be surprised if we saw a quarter of a million come in just this one month. Next month, 300,000 and so forth and so on. I don't see any end to it. Uh, but at what, point, yeah. at what point? At what point is the logistical problem beyond the ability to? Hey, you can I, I, you can give out a whatever. Let's say it's twenty thousand bus tickets and let them jump on Greyhound or whatever. But are you going to run? I mean, are you going to run thousands of charters, charter buses? I mean, what are we going to have the National Guard driving bus routes for these for the illegals? <laughs> is that where we're he- is that where we're headed? Yes. Yeah. That's where we're headed. I mean, that's 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 what happens when you have un uh, unimpeded a policy of totally unimpeded mass migration with no uh, intention or tools to shut it down or just to slow it or deter it or anything. You just have you know millions and millions of people coursing over the border Mm. for as long as they possibly can population transfers. Uh, I think about a third of Honduras is here now. Uh, maybe another third is going to be emptied out by the time, you know, the, the uh, Republican gets into office. Is that, a, is that, is that, a, is that an overstatement? A third of Honduras is here? Is that a, are you no, being no. dramatic? No, 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 no. I've, I've, there's reporting out there about that, uh, that over the last few years, about a third of Honduras has ended up here. The entire Guatemalan highlands is is all but emptied out. I mean, in the last mass migration. So when you give when you give uh, people in poorer countries uh, super highway into your country, they'll take it. They have taken and, it. There are millions and, of Guatemalans and, here. And 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 at least a, at least a a small portion of the mainstream media. Or maybe slowly, they're starting to acknowledge it's a problem for the Biden administration. It doesn't look like the Biden administration cares, right? In other words, they're not. There's not a pressure point that they feel particularly. They're just they're just going to let it rip, right? I mean, what at least for for the next three years, there's nothing to stop it. Or and and you could say, well, the Republicans win the House and Senate, they can sort of stop it. Not really. I mean, I don't think no. so. What what what's the what's the 
what what's your most hopeful take on where we could end up? Well, that um, at some point uh, somebody could start to wonder about, start to think about the 2024 election and how this is going to play. And maybe at that point they could reinstitute some of the Trump era policies. But that's the problem is that the Trump policies are the only ones that I've seen that actually work to deter and slow that flow. And I can't see the Biden administration ever doing anything at all to bring. They got themselves boxed into a corner. They can't bring back any Trump policies without alienating their own base. So I just don't see. I think this is a letter rip situation. Uh, You know, I mean, I don't I hate to be um, alarmist or pessimistic about that. And I hope that I'm wrong. Somebody can come back to this recording in three years and say, yeah, Benzman was wrong. I'd be happy to admit that. (laughs) I don't see it. I don't see it right now. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, this is um, okay. Well, I don't know, Todd. It's it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a tough moment. All right. Todd Benzman, senior national security fellow, go, you know, go center for immigration studies is CIS.org. Go there. All of his stuff, wherever he's writing is posted over there. And his book again is America's covert border war. Thanks Todd. We'll have you on again soon. I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. I mean, it's almost like there's uh, as you say, there's, there's not a lot of reason to reason to hope it's going to change. So um, we'll see what happens. Okay. Thanks Todd. I got to run. Take care. All right. Todd Benzman, everybody. He's the guy to keep reading. You saw right on things. We'll take a break. I'll be right back. It's uh, Ed Martin here in a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Our next guest is John Schlafly. It's time to check in with John Schlafly and see what he knows. We'll see what we can do. We'll find out about that. Uh, of course, the Schlafly Report, his column, <clears throat> when he writes co-authors with his brother Andy, runs uh, over at our sister site, townhall.com, and uh, you can find it at townhall.com. Also, John and Andy's column, the Schlafly Report, is archived uh, in, um, in um, at phyllisschlafly.com. Uh, you can go there, the archives over there. So welcome, John. How are you? Uh, great, Ed. Good to talk with you today. Well, so, John, I was, I was you and I were talking off the air and I was getting ready. You know, you're in the midst of some column preparation. I know you mentioned that, but I want to talk about this immigration issue. We had this interview with Todd Benzman of the Center for Immigration Studies uh, on, on this yesterday's show. And people emailed me about it. They texted about it. I posted it up on social media. It got attention. Todd Benzman, of course, is the I think it's the National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He was writing about how terrorists are coming through the border. And uh, now they're catching them, uh, detaining some of them. And that but also the logistics of thousands and thousands of uh, illegal immigrants now being uh, housed in America and bust around. Here's a question he didn't have an answer for, John. And this can be our starting point. Uh, you've watched this for many years. It doesn't seem like the Biden administration has any fallback plan. They're, they're not. And it doesn't seem like they're going to be pressured. So what's going to happen here? Well, what I, I do think that the public is seeing this, and a recent poll shows that the public approval of Biden's handling of the border is like about 24 percent. I mean, you know, because um, what's happening down there is totally unacceptable, and it's for, it's a much bigger issue than just uh, just a couple of, you know, two men from Yemen crossing our southern border, as bad as that is, but Actually, people from all countries and all continents of the world have realized that all they have to do is show up 
at the border between Mexico and Texas, and they're likely to be waved in. And um, so whether they're poor people from Central America or, or whether they're coming from, you know, Africa, Asia, whatever, you know, the border is open. Come one, come all. That is what Joe Biden has effectively said to the world. And not only will they be allowed in, but they will be supported while they're in. Uh, certainly if they are, if they claim to be under 18, so of course many of them are not, are truly older than that, but they have been trained in how to lie and pretend that they are children when in fact they're strapping young men of fighting age. So anyway, they come in, they're given free housing, free health care, even though, you know, they have, have COVID at a high rate. Um, they're going to schools, even though they, you know, you know, which immediately disrupts the schooling for American kids, because these are kids who have not are, you know, they're certainly not a grade level. Many of them have likely never been to school in their life. And yet they're being plopped in the middle of um you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth grade school for American kids. And imagine what that's going to do to the education of our own children, if if our own children are even allowed to go to school. So the whole thing is outrageous on so many different levels. Uh, well, we're talking with John Schlappi. I know, John, and I'm with you, and I think that's right. And, you know, you, you won't find the terror story on CNN. You will find it briefly on Fox, although they seem to move on. I know they're covering this, the border. It's kind of percol- it's, um, percolating up, and even some of the liberal uh, sites that I just mentioned have to cover it. But here's the problem. If it doesn't feel like the Biden administration cares to change it, you know, it's been going on for about a month now where it's really been dire. And um, what will stop it? In other words, you know, I, I, in, fact, in fact, I asked Todd Bensman of the Center for Immigration Studies and I said, um, you know, wh- wh- what could stop it? If you win the House and Senate, can you stop it? And he said, not really. He said, you know, you're back to 2024 because a lot of the action is in the enforcement in the executive branch. I, I, again, um, by the, at a certain point, you're just losing the whole country because you're not going to be able to unwind the clock. I mean, have, have we I, I don't know. I mean, what, what am I missing? Well, I, I think it. Uh, there, there's, I see. There's, um, you know, you make a good point, Ed. But you know, theoretically, it is possible to unwind the clock if if uh, public outrage reaches a certain level. All of these people who have crossed the border should be sent back to their home country, and if it's not right away, uh, they should be happen. You know, at some point, it should happen because. Uh, at some point after their bogus claims for asylum are denied, they need to go. And if they've been held in the custody of people who themselves are illegal aliens, which is the, the, which is the case in most, which is most cases, then those people need to go too. They all need to go as far as I'm concerned. These are not <laughs> Americans. They are not citizens. They are not entitled to American benefits or health care or schooling and they need to go. 
Uh, John, we're talking with John Schlafly. And uh, John, um, how do you assess the politics of it? In other words, the only, there's only two big states where they have a, a state elections, uh, Virginia and uh, New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey certainly is is, is blue. Uh, Virginia leans blue now, you know, leans Democrat. But, you know, we saw Donald Trump run for president uh, in large part on the issue of building the wall. Right. It was a shorthand for his whole set of policies in office. You know, he actually did change the trajectory, wasn't perfect, didn't build all the wall and all that. But it's lurched back. It's almost like I told, I told something the other day, John, it's almost like the, the pro-lifers and the pro-abortion people. Every time you get a president in, the one president signs the Mexico City Protocol, bans all tax dollars from going to overseas uh, NGOs and others. The pro-abortion pre- uh, governor president gets in and signs the opposite, flops back and forth. It feels like that's what happened. And I guess my question to you is, can a Republican, how, how could a Republican win or how can the Republican Party win on this issue? Did They didn't win last time or maybe they did, I guess. I, I mean, it just feels like the politics are also slipping away. Um. Well, you know, events will drive the politics, I think. And and the events, which are apparent to everyone, are only getting worse. And there are these people crossing the border, I think, Ed, are not sympathetic anymore. You know, for a while, people sympathized with these children. I don't I think that sympathy uh, is not there anymore. And um uh, so, I mean, you're the, you can you can judge the politics as well as anyone. Uh, and and of course, we've only been at this for two months now. Um, and the likelihood is that the problem is only going to get worse as the months go by and as the weather heats up and the numbers will be unavoidable. The people will be unavoidable, I think, in more and more places in the country through the sheer numbers of them. So I do think, uh, you know, at some point we will reach a tipping point if we hadn't already. We're talking with John Schlafly again. The Schlafly Report is over at uh, at um, archived at phyllisschlafly dot com, but runs at townhall dot com, our sister site. John, tell me uh, your, your column this week uh, uh, comments on the Major League Baseball. They moved Major League Baseball from Georgia uh, to uh, Denver, Colorado. The All Star Game is what they moved. Uh, Major League Baseball did it. Um, what's what? Do you, give me something new on this. Is there some insight that we haven't heard? I mean, I, it feels like the corporations are all going woke, um, and they think that they get away with it because it's better to go woke and then not have to deal with the government on your back. Um, what we need is somebody who goes woke to go broke, but I, don't, I just don't know. You know, you can boycott Coca-Cola. I'm for that. I'm not sure you can get America to boycott baseball. What's your thoughts? Well, first of all, the attendance at baseball has been steadily declining. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have a hard time filling the stadium in Denver for the All-Star game. Uh, I mean, you know, the attendance is way down from a few years ago, Uh, you know, but truthfully, this is not really about baseball. It's not really about the Georgia law anymore uh, because uh, as Stacey Abrams said yesterday, uh, she's kind of given up on, you know, overturning the Georgia law. That's not going to happen. But she, as she said, she wants to be sure that other states don't do what Georgia did. And there are bills pending in dozens of other states to tighten up on election laws, to uh, clamp down on 
voting by mail, on early voting, on drop boxes, on, uh, you know, unsigned, unverified voting and all those sorts of things. And those those bills are moving forward. And, uh, you know, the corporations are, again, going to try to throw throw their weight around. But if since they failed to stop the Georgia law, I think that should give confidence to Republicans in Texas, Arizona, and other states that they are, you know, these are the elected officials and their job is to secure our elections and not let what happened in 2020 happen ever again. Well, so John, don't we end up with a, don't we end up with a split decision then? I mean, in California, they're going to make it so you can sneeze and you'll, uh, you'll get, uh, your mail-in ballot and it'll be verified and you'll vote. And in, uh, and in hopefully in Texas, they're going to make it harder, right? But you're just going to have, aren't we going to have, um, and then, and then a real question we have is, do we get an equal protection claim? Does somebody say, I, I know that we, the Trump and, uh, campaign or various lawyers around were trying to, you know, head towards that, uh, uh, argument that if you if you disenfranchise voters in Pennsylvania because it was so uh, messy that uh, you're you know you're you're messing with people's votes in Nebraska didn't go very far but I mean we're, we could end up with New York New Jersey Massachusetts Rhode Island California Oregon Portland having a set of rules that are so wide open and then you could have uh, you know Missouri uh, South Dakota North Dakota Florida uh, have a much uh, much what I'd say higher integrity regime do we end up with a sort of split uh, nation on that? Well, Ed, uh, states are allowed to have different election rules and procedures. And that was, I mean, the Supreme Court, you know, really, you know, nailed that when they dismissed the case of Texas versus Pennsylvania, which many of us had high hopes for. Um, But, you know, the question of equal protection potentially applies to uniform procedures within a single state. And that's what happened in Florida in 2000 where the Supreme Court said they uh, they wouldn't let uh, the Democrats in Florida just recount the Democratic counties without counting the Republican counties. That was the equal protection uh, issue there. But, um, but, you know, the default position is that states are in charge of our elections, including the elections for federal offices, uh, um, unless... Uh, Congress overrides that to pass a national rule, which they've done a few times. And of course, their intention is with H.R. 1 to completely take over the entire election process and displace every state election integrity rule uh, that stands, you know, at the brink of a 50-50 equally divided Senate. Uh, But uh, I think uh, with Joe Manchin uh, It's not going to pass the Senate, but uh, we can't let our guard down because that would, you know, if that passed, that would uh, change our country forever. And so we can't let that happen. All right, John Schlafly, the Schlafly Report is over at townhall.com, written with John and Andy Schlafly, and uh, we will be, uh, we'll track that. And and, uh, again, townhall.com, but also archived at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks, John. All right, we'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. In the battle for the soul of the Republican Party, the two sides are the 74 million Americans who voted for President Trump and the small number of globalist elites who want to control our destiny. Ordinary Americans are the only viable future for the GOP. We can't trust the lobbyists and corporate donors who shore up pro-impeachment Liz Cheney, Republican of Wyoming, and other Trump haters. Grassroots activism is what really brought this party back from its lowest days in the 1970s, and it's the only way that the GOP can win the White House again. The attempt by globalists and the deep state to purge Trump from the Republican future is an affront to the base of the party. Keeping Cheney in her leadership position in the House after her own Wyoming state party censured and rebuked her shows how out of touch D.C. politicians are. Cheney and other never-Trumpers live in a delusional echo chamber, ignorant of the intense opposition to them outside of D.C. Globalists want to ensure that no future Republican candidate will stand in the way of their America last agenda, which is what Donald Trump did. They want to guarantee that the American people do not have a real choice on the ballot. The globalists will not be satisfied until the nominees of both parties are toadies for open borders, phony free trade, and the further erosion of American sovereignty. The cabal of Beltway insiders who prop up Cheney and others hate Trump because they know they can never control him. Think about that again for a minute. They can't control him. President Trump went into the swamp as an outsider with no political titles on his resume. He emerged four years later without so much as a whiff of the swamp's vile stench on him. He still cannot be controlled. He still fights for we the people. Trump is a champion now more than ever because few have ever been able to accomplish what he has. When making the choice between the Donald Trumps and the Liz Cheneys of the world, there's only one question worth asking. Are they controlled by the globalist or do they work for we the people? This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Let's finish up. I just got a couple of minutes here, but I want to lay this out for you. It's very simple. It's very simple. This is a very simple thing for you to understand. In three under three minutes, I'm going to explain to you what's happening. Major League Baseball has become an arm of the president and the Democrat Party. Now, you can say, well, are they woke? Is it a woke thing? What is it? No, it's a Democrat party. And this is the power of the presidency. This is how the presidency works under Democrats. It didn't work under Trump because the media dis, uh, media uh, made sure to fight back and the Republicans don't play dirty, dumb, stupidly. Well, we shouldn't play dirty. But we should use power, but they don't use power the same way. So here's what I guarantee you happened. The Biden administration, the key people that are running the, pre the presidency, the massive executive branch, the powerful executive branch said to Major League Baseball, you got a problem. 
You got a problem. We, we, we're sending out the president. He's going to call it a Jim Crow law. You can't have the all-star game in Georgia and Major League Baseball caved. Okay, that's how this works. That's how it worked. And then what happened next was as they shopped around for the place to make sure that they could now have an event. See, Major League Baseball can't afford to lose the money. They still have to have an all-star game. So the last thing they can do is go to Texas, where the Texas legislature could pass a law, and then they're stuck again, Major League Baseball. They can't go to Philadelphia, where the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania legislature may pass a law. No, no, they got to go somewhere safe. And then, here's how it goes. They said, who can we help? So in 2022 which will be a very tough election unless they steal every vote, but it should be a very tough election for Democrats because the American people are looking up going, we're being swamped over our border. We're going to have high gas prices are through the roof. We can't figure out our education system is in shambles. The president said he'd fix it. He can't fix it because the teachers unions are in charge of him. Should be a tough election in 2022. Well, Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado should be on the hot seat in his re-election campaign in 2022. So what they do, they give Denver, Colorado the all-star game. Senator Bennett will be the kingmaker. He'll be flying around all over Colorado saying, look at me. I brought 100 million, 200 million, 50 million, whatever the number will be. They'll throw around huge numbers and he'll be the one claiming credit. So Major League Baseball is woke, but they're woke for the Democrats. And it worked perfectly. And as I've said before, I said it on a, on, a, on a video earlier today. If you go to ProAmericaReport.com, you'll see that. If you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you'll see it. And I said earlier, you got to respect how they play the game. It's to the detriment of the country, and it's, it's not fair. But they don't care about fair. They care about power, and they care about wielding it. And that's what they're doing. That's what you got. All right, we've got to wrap it up. Thank you, as always, to Noah, our great technical director. Thank you to Joanna for booking our guests. Thanks to John Schlafly, Todd Benzman for being great guests. Visit ProAmericaReport.com and listen to those interviews. And we will be back tomorrow. Ed Martin right here on the Pro America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro America Report on The Answer San Diego.